This is a Burlington Free Press podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of After the Whistle, a sports podcast from the Burlington Free Press. This is After the Whistle Lounge, after hours, late night. It's uh, midnight on, uh, what is it? What, I don't even know what day it is. We're two days into playoffs, Alex. It's Wednesday now. It's okay, basically Wednesday. We got a full day of playoffs in the books. Uh, staff writer Austin Danforth here with you, Alex Abrami as always. And. We got some stuff to get up to, Alex. Yeah, playoffs are here. BT playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to whisper. I, if we could just set the mood, just to set, just to uh, no, start things we, off. You got, you got. They got to be able to hear you. Yeah. I mean, we, we've gotten past your hello issues. <laughs> I'm not here gloating. I mean, we're just we're here. Think think of your FM DJ voice, your inner, you know. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I right? do. I mean, rich, smoky. You know. Two for Tuesday, a little lead for the head. I think we'd turn out listeners if we start talking like that. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, we got plenty to talk about. Uh, took a week off last week. Started to get a little crazy uh, here at the Free Press. But uh, we got, what do we, what, what we got to talk about today, Alex? Hit me, with, hit me with some of what we got coming up. Well, we got the last two days or the day, day and a half, we did some predictions in um, boys basketball, girls hockey, and boys hockey. Um, let's, let's start with the boys hoops. Cause that was, um, the, uh, in, in the centerpiece today for, um, for playdowns. Most of the boys basketball playdowns were today. So let's start there and yeah, kind of well, focus on, and, and we got to let folks know, we're also going to touch on UVM hoops, uh, towards the end of the end of the show. Yeah. They have, they have something going on too. They're, they're sort of busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they've been up to a little bit as well. Uh, keeping you busy. I'm just kicking off my shoes here, kicking back in the, uh, we're, we're in a little different location today, move the equipment up to the seventh floor where the newsroom is, uh, sitting in some comfy couches and chairs. So I, mean, I think they got can, some throw pillows. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's the late night, late <laughs> night pod. Uh, but yeah, boys, boys hoops. Um, and I, I guess we're, you want me to start D1, D4, D2, D3. you you tell me what let's, you want me to do. Let's start with D4. D4. Okay. Yeah. Small let's tease. School. Let's tease it up. Tease it up. Okay. Yeah. Let's tease it up. And I know Proctor's going for a three peat. They are. They are the Phantoms. Uh, they're going for a three peat. The Trojans from Twinfield. They're looking to make up for uh, losing to Proctor in last year's final as the one seed. Uh, it's sort of a low-scoring grinder slash thriller, uh, thirty-two to thirty. And yeah, that's. I. It's since probably late December. It's looked like those are the two teams to beat in D four. And I, 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 I picked them both to make the final. Uh, with? With the nod going to Proctor. Uh, I, th- I think they will pick, the, pick up the three-peat. They got a guy there, Nick Ojala, Dream Dozen, uh, pick last year. He, w- he was instrumental in their win. They closed out the regular season uh, with a win at Williamstown. That's got to race in my brain. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that game was in Proctor's cozy little Almo Bugiani gym. But it turned out they did the switcheroo, and it was actually at you know the the home court for the Blue Devils, who went into the game unbeaten, nineteen and zero. I believe 
Ojala went off for about 26 points. And, uh, yeah, like, so I, you, you look at that. You look at a team beating the team in D3 no one's been able to beat. Twinfield played them. It was, a, it was a good game, but it wasn't, you know, Twinfield didn't win. So I, I, that's that sort of tipped it. Yeah, even sure. for me, uh, tipped it for me. I mean, and people around here have been talking about Williamstown as a like, what would they, how would they fare in Division Two? Yeah, type of exactly. Thing. So exactly like, for them to get knocked off the way they did, that's you know you, you got to go with Proctor for the uh, the favorite role. And what, what's interesting is Twinfield and Proctor played earlier in the year, and Twinfield won that game. It was single digit, six or eight points. Uh, but I, on, every coach tells you it's a long season. Yeah, and it, they they, yeah. they got the momentum now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went. It's a, it's a journey. It's it a is journey. a journey. It's a journey. I went Phantoms in D four and D three. I went Billtown. Why would you Shocker. go anywhere anywhere well, else? I, I figure. Are you, that, are you? Is this all chalk here? We're gonna go through this whole thing. It's gonna be all chalk. Well, Phantoms are the two seed in 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 D four. Proctor. <laughs> So I, yeah, but it's two time defending champs. It's, uh, okay, but I. <laughs> Twinfield and Proctor play totally different schedules. Okay, so yeah, I have no <laughs> cl- crazy upset, <laughs> crashing the party in any in any of the four divisions. But D three, I, I picked Williamstown. Uh, I I picked them last year actually to pull off the five peat. They didn't do it. Hazen uh, had the had the magic at Barry Odd last year. This year, I'm picking a rematch of that game, and the Blue Devils, I think, are going to pull off the season sweep, go three and zero against the uh, the Wildcats from Hazen. As hard as that is to do, uh, they they were even better the second time they played them than the first time. So both games were not close. Oh, uh, the first game was was sort oh, of was? close. Oh. Yeah, second game wasn't close. It I, it was surprisingly so, but Hazen's a great team. They bring back. I think four or five or six kids from that. I think they bring back four starters from last year's championship team. So it, they were sort of booked to get at least back to Barry, I think. Um, they So, yeah, they're right in the mix there in D3. Uh, look at my stuff here a little bit. I, Windsor has a strong case uh, in D3 as well, but they'd have, to, uh, they'd have to do that going through Williamstown in the semis, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to beat Williamstown in D three. I, th- I think we should a, mention um, Carrier, Brandon Carrier. Brandon, I couldn't think of his first name. Brandon Carrier has the three point record for yes. the state. The state's now, most prolific three point shooter of all time. That's saying. I mean, he's. I mean, he's he's going to be close to three hundred career three pointers by the time he's done, if not at least two fifty. Yeah, I think well, he wait, set the record he, he set at two fifteen. Yeah, and that was a month ago. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, so he, I mean, he's, you think he also cracked the thousand point mark this year and he's got how many three points. So like, basically he's going to like, he, he's his, the best threat he is at the three point line. He's got two thirds of his points from behind the arc, which is, that's pretty, you got to take him to make him. Yeah, right. you do. So, uh, so yeah, D three, uh, looking at that, um, I did pick an upset in D3. We find out if I'm right uh, later today because it's Wednesday. Uh, I, I took Winooski over number six Rivendell. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of a flyer there on the, on the Spartans, uh, but I thought Coach Tom O'Baggy might work a little magic there with uh, with the playdowns. They've had a tough schedule. I mean, you, you think they got to play Enosburg a couple times, Hazen a couple times. Uh, maybe they just produce the best game of the year for you know <laughs> the first round of the playoffs. Sure. I couldn't tell you anything about Riverdale, so. Well, I mean, they 
like the rest of the CVL, they had to play Williamstown. So that tells you a bit about <laughs> yeah. the record. Um, you want D2 now? That's after away? three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Don't get preachy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, so, yeah. Odd thing about D2, the only undefeated team in the state isn't the one seed. Index points, man. Yeah. And Mill River had more than uh, Enosburg. Well, they so, played enough D1 teams. so They did. They had a lot, a lot of D1s on the schedule, a lot, mostly all D2s. Uh, William, or, I'm sorry, Enosburg, they went into it. They had a lot of D3s on the schedule. So that was, that was the difference there. Uh, Mill River, they had their long winning streak end in the regular season finale yeah. at Brattleboro. Uh, I got them going to the final. Uh, on their side of the bracket, they have to go through uh, U32, the local team for Barry. Uh, U32 has <laughs> to talk to their coach, Dan Gothier, tonight after he called in their game, uh, opening round win over Woodstock. And it's like, well, you get Mount St. Joseph, who's the team that knocked him out of the playoffs the last two years. So they get a, the third time, hopefully, the third time's a charm there against the Mounties uh, in the quarters on Friday. Uh, so that's the, the semis in that side of the bracket. On the other side, I have uh, the Slaters, my Slaters. I can say that because I went there. Uh, I don't think I know anybody on the team now. That's I'm, I'm far enough removed from high school. But yeah. I have them upsetting Linden in the uh, quarters, going on the road to do that. And then uh, in the semis, they meet Enosburg, fall to Enosburg. Uh, final, I got Enosburg 62, Mill River 60. Oh, yeah, close one. Yeah, and that's that would be as I think we've talked about earlier this winter. That would be the first uh, boys basketball championship for Enosburg. Yeah, they lost in the final two years ago, I believe. Yeah, they did. Lost in the semis last year. Yeah. They uh, yeah they made it as a real high seed uh, two years ago or low seed. We always have that back and forth. <laughs> I don't high know. I, I don't know if we have an answer. Is it on too that. late to, to figure that out tonight? I think so. Anybody we can call phone a friend Paul Stanfield maybe <laughs> I think I don't know um so who do you think I picked D, what, do you, what do you think about my picks in D1 you want you can look at them if you want I I don't remember let's let's have you rattle off what 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 you're, you make of my picks in D1 all right we're going to start flip, from the top flip the script yeah do what you want all right so you picked no upsets in the first round yep and that's fair did we you have got, any Oh, they all happened. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, they That's all right. happened Tuesday. Yeah, we, we, did, we just all wrote them up and put them in the paper. Yeah, no, you were fair. I mean, the, the one game that we thought was going to be a good one, we, we had a photographer out there, Glenn Russell, in Jericho for the um, number seven Mount Mansfield taking on number 10 South Burlington. Yep. South Burlington beat Mount Mansfield twice during the regular season. And that game ends up going to overtime. So, um, but you got the right pick there. You picked Mount Mansfield. Savvy so pick, savvy, savvy pick, pick, picking seven over the ten. Yeah, so savvy. They, they were winless. <laughs> they were zero and two. They were winless. They, yeah, that's one of the crazier things about this year in D one. Yeah, Mount Mansfield, who just had back to back wins over Burlington and Rice, was zero four, four games between Spalding and. Uh, South Burlington, two teams on the other side of the. I don't even think Jeff Davis could figure that out. Oh, we talked. We talked with him about that. Yeah, he was, and he's a math teacher. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
Um, so okay. we'll move on now to so the future with the quarterfinals. Yeah, let's yeah, talk okay. about the future. You got CVU over St. Jay, Rice over Missisquoi going up uh, to the Thunderdome, which would not, of course, be an upset. Um, upset in number only. In number only. It, because, I mean, as we saw today, Missisquoi had their hands full with uh, 13 seeded Burn Burton. Yeah, they got down 17 to 5 after the first quarter, and then Rich Walk, Walker woke up, scored 35 total. Yeah. I think 19 in the fourth quarter. That would surpass like... surpass a thousand career points. Yep, and most of those points have come in the last two years. So that's an impressive. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, what uh, coach? He's uh, Jim Bose said that he had like 70 through his sophomore year, so he scored pretty much all of them in the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's if if not the top scorer in the state this year, he's very very close. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's averaging high 20s. High 20s. I mean I think the Virgins kid is averaging a lot too. Adam, Adam Gill. Gill, but yep. I think. Walker's run the past eight to ten games mm-hmm. has been – it might be over 30 points a game. Uh, very close, The way yeah. he's going with um, – I mean, how many times he's, we've had call-ins and he's at a triple-double or near triple-double numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if Rice – I think that probably the key for Rice is shutting him down. Uh, yeah, you take him away and then, you know, what does MVU have at that point? Yeah. I mean, they, they've scored a lot of points, but as we've talked about – Without the the microphones going, it's a down year in in the lake. I, I think every all the coaches would say that. Yeah, that's uh, fair. When you look at the team that pushed MVU for the title was BFA. BFA was one in ten or one in nine before they started playing their lake schedule. So, although they did hang with Saint Jay, they today. did hang with Saint Jay. That was a good performance on the road. Uh, but yeah, back to the picks. Yeah. yeah so right, after keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> after you have Rice over MVU, uh, we got uh, you got Rutland over Matt Mansfield and Burlington over Brattleboro. And that's not. I mean, I was kidding around, but about the chalk. But that you know, those are the right picks. I don't see any upsets in the in the quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tall task for Matt Mansfield to go down to Rutland and be a very determined, very motivated Rutland. Very team. talented. Very yeah healthier than they've been you know even when they were playing a lot of those metro teams earlier in the year uh yeah i think yeah that's that's a tall that's a tall task and a good look for rutland today when they just put away essex early yeah so like you could just tell that they at least from afar from up here in burlington you could you know see that they're pretty motivated that you know all five starters back yeah yeah they're they're coming to burlington next week and they're looking for a title yeah and that 50-year drought uh so that was then that gets us to that gets us to Patrick uh, next Tuesday, I guess. Tuesday, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And um, you got CVU over Rice, and this would be if CVU gets there. This would be the first time at Patrick Gym for the semifinals. Their one other semifinal appearance was in 2000, and when, that's when it was crazy. played at St. Michael's. Yeah. That like you think okay, but when you walk back from the fact that CVU's only been to one semifinal. And they have never been to the final. You're like, wow, they've never played a game at Patrick Gym. Like yeah. right, state's, school, right, state's biggest school. St- school right down the road. Um, so yeah, I, I went. I, I think it's their year. I think folks. I've heard folks knocking them a little bit, saying, "Well, they how good are they going to get?" You know, you know what they got, but like nobody's figured it out yet. I mean, they did beat Rutland way back in. December correct? they did and Rutland was missing Tyrell and they Johnson, were missing yeah the, at the but time but still that's quality you know, win they've won now after the playdowns they've won 17 in a row yeah there's a lot of teams that didn't beat Rutland 
when they were short shorthanded. So correct. So you have CVU beating beating Rice, and then you have Rutland um, beating defending champion Burlington. Mm-hmm. So no no Rice Burlington whatever it is in first a row. time it would, that would be the if that happens would be the first time since 2005 that neither Rice nor Bur- Burlington made the championship game, which is a pretty incredible run for those two yeah, teams. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's they've dominated one year or the yeah. other or both at the same time, as we saw the last couple of years. And if this also pans out, it would be the first time Rutland does not meet Rice in the playoffs. And if every Rutland fan out there knows that's that spells <laughs> yeah. that spells the end of their playoff run. I mean, because it's like eight was it eight years or nine years in a row? Yeah, something like the most of a decade. I'm sure Rutland coach Mike Wood would rather not think about. <laughs> but how how relieved does he have to be to see Rice on the other side of the bracket? Yeah, they don't <laughs> I mean, they'd only meet in the final. Right, if that comes to pass. If it comes to pass, yeah. I if that, but if it does, I mean, I don't want to be between Mike Wood's ears there. <laughs> that's that. That would be. That, <laughs> think about the psychic baggage. And I, I so it, yeah, if if we have CVU against uh, Rutland, I think I, I looked at the Paul Stanfield's records for all time finals and that sort of thing. I think it would go back to, I mean, I don't know. So the thing is, I don't know what color Bennington Catholic wore. They were the uh, team that beat, I I think they they were uh, in the final against Rutland in 67 and also in 66. So I don't know what color they wore. Uh, But if they didn't wear red and Rice and CVU both make the final, it would be the first time since 52 that it's been all red in the final. That's a stat bump. It's a totally meaningless step. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but still, it's fun. We, we give it out for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, getting get to your finals pick with, yeah. with Rutland and CVU, you have Rutland ending that uh, half-century drought. Yeah, I said— um, So, why go with—I mean, is it because of all the, the talent they have, the, the motivation? They got all the five starters back and everything. They're, they've yeah. been playing at a really high level since Terrell Johnson came back. Yeah, I th- that, that was it for me. Um, I think I called it a—, a battle of uh never versus nearly forever yeah. <laughs> without championships yeah. uh i yeah i think rutland you looked at the team they finished last year with they brought back all the starters they were very good last year they've been very good this year uh, if they hadn't gotten hurt maybe they'd be flirting with perfection we something we'll never know but i think if they get there yeah i, I think they this is the year they get it done Nice round number, fifty years since their last championship. Uh, I, I I think it adds up. It's it's it was too easy a pick to make. It, well, it, CVU is a great story too, but this is a, also a very good story because for the state. Rutland's been there for so long. They've been knocking on the door they for have, so yeah. long. They, I mean, they've they had that famous undefeated number one team go down to sixteen seeded BFA thirty two years ago or whatever yep. it was thirty one years thirty two years ago, yeah. 85, so 32. Yeah, I just did a whole thing there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wrote the story. You wrote I that did. great I, piece two years ago. And I was texting with the architect of that upset, Matt Johnson, earlier today. So, so yeah, I, I think Rutland's due. I, I just think they're due. I don't think a team, a, a, a school, could be more due than Rutland is to finally win this year. Um, and so, okay, that. what other questions do you have about boys basketball, Alex? What, what do you think I got to if I told you everything, I'm up to speed. Okay, will it be a sellout? Of course, no matter what. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Even even if it's not Burlington Rice, which has been a sellout the last two years, for obvious geographical and popularity reasons, I, I gotta think Brooklyn's gonna travel in mass. I, I assume so. They have in the past. The eleven final. They might rip back. out the doors and just do standing room only sort of thing. <laughs> have a viewing thing out in Gutterson or something like that. Uh, but okay, so that was boys boys basketball. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll hit uh, girls hockey and boys hockey. Okay, and we are back. The uh, playoff preview rolls along. And Alex, what do we got to know about girls hockey? I think there's there's parity at the top in D1. I think there's four teams that have legitimate claims for titles. To claim the title. And they are? And they are... Leading off Essex, yep. number one. Are we going alphabetical? No, okay. in seed. In okay, seed in seed, okay. Essex, number one, three-time defending champ, going for four in a row. Number two, Middlebury. Number three, Rutland, never won a girls' hockey title before. Mm-hmm. And the team that's won almost all of them, outside of Essex, uh, number four, BFA, the Comets. And I'll, I'll, I'll exclude... Mount um, Mansfield CVU, the team that won the Division Two title last year. They're the five seed. I think that'd be a, quite the run for them to go over, beat BFA, and find a way past the semis into the final. That seems like a, a reach. Yeah, but, they'd have to go through BFA and then Essex, just to get to the final. Yeah, so that's a lot. That's, that's tall, tall order. So I would leave them. At, that would put them as the dark horse in this in this D one field. Yeah, I, well, tall order. That's. The entire history, basically, yeah. of girls hockey in Vermont. It is just yeah. go beat BFA and then go beat Essex and then go win the final. Like that's <laughs> come on. <laughs> they do have a win over BFA already this they season. They do, and like they're about a good as team, a good a team as you can be for. I think they're sub five hundred. Like they right? are, yeah, yeah. But that like they're way better than a sub five. They started. Team. They started like zero and five, zero and six, or something, something like that. Right, and then, and then they kind of put it together mid season, and then they had that win over BFA. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but they got to go up to BFA on Friday. Okay. That's a tough, tough order. So, but, so those are your four. Yeah, those are my four. And, you know, Essex looked like the team that was going to like pretty much be the favorite the whole season. They beat mid at midpoint of the year. And then they had a couple injuries and they kind of hit a, hit a slide there. Uh, still got the top seed, but you know, now there's a little doubt in whether or not they could, they could pull it off and win a four Pete with the way Middlebury has come on, you know, Rutland. And Essex tied zero zero the the other uh, week or so week or so ago. Yep. BFA beat Essex in Essex uh, mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, I think. So, I, I think it's wide open with those four teams. Okay. Uh, and I mean, they closed the season with the win over Essex, right? Was that right? Middleburg. Yeah. Mid. Yeah. Yes, correct. So, Los Tigres. Yeah. So they had matching three one wins over each other, home home and away. Okay. Yeah. That's a weird score to match. Yeah, I don't. know. It's hockey. I don't know. That's just the way it happened. Right. Yeah. That's. It's just weird. That, yes. Yeah. So out of all that, I have, um, I got mid Rutland Essex BFA in the semifinal matchups. Yep. I got, I got mid over Rutland, and I got Essex over BFA. Okay. And then I went with mid three Essex two in overtime. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. First title. First Division one title for for the Tigers. And that would be the first time in how long someone not named Essex or BFA has won? I think that would be ever. Okay. <laughs> I think BFA had won, like, when they girls' hockey came into existence in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think for a year or two it was Club Sport. Club Sport, but then like Vermont Life was like the sponsor. It so wasn't it was, a VPA event. It wasn't a VPA event until like 2000, 2000 something like that. And BFA won the the club titles, I think. And then there might have been another team that won it, but I can't remember right now. Yeah. It's not on the VPA yeah. site. So you go, we go by the VPA titles. And BFA had had won the first batch or so. Essex, I think, got it in there, I want to say, 07 or 08 in that time frame. And they've won, they've reeled off a few here. They beat, they've knocked off BFA. They've kind of taken the... The, the mantle from BFA, so to speak, in the last four to five years or so. Yeah. Uh, helps when you have players like Kathleen Young. It, yep. It <laughs> Go- <laughs> Some great goalie play yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they, they've, they have quite the system right now. So. so you think this is the year someone finally breaks up that cartel? Yeah, why not? Why why not go out? <laughs> I, I think it's that close. I don't think, you know, I think the four teams are pretty evenly matched. And the, the, kinda, t- the Tigers have been there. They've been... They've been knocking Chipping on the away, door. Yeah. yeah. And so has Rutland. Rutland's been building towards this moment this season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, I like mids. I like mids o- offense, their attack. They got some speedy Super skaters. balanced, yeah. speedy. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ride that momentum from, from mid uh, as they close out the regular season. And they're gonna, okay. They're gonna, okay. Bold pick. I, I guess it's a bold, bold pick. It is. I mean, you're picking against history. <laughs> uh, Sign me up then. I'm okay. Okay. Chalk it. Okay, here we go. So D two girls hockey. I don't know if that's as wide open as uh, D one. I think Rice, which is now on a sixteen game winning streak or unbeaten streak, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's sixteen games and it's like eighteen without a loss or whatever. Um, and then I mean they pounded the second place, the uh, top, uh, the second seed Woodstock twice. I yeah, think it was five one and four two maybe. Sound yes, four four two very recently, like a, a week ago. So I think I think Rice is the team to be, and that would be their first title in girls yeah, hockey. Yeah, this, this is the first time they've got the one seed, right? Yeah. And we know what sort of firepower they have behind the bench, too. Yeah, head coach Aaron Miller, former NHL player. Catamount star. Uh, and, and he's been building this team the last couple of years, too, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, I mean, he took over two, three. Is his third season? I think I this is his third season. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, they've been building to this point. So that, that's, a, that's a cool progression for them. Um. Okay, so that does it for uh, high school hockey, right? We gotta get boys hockey in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the sport, I'm holding the, the paper. The in sport my you cover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's flip it. We'll go D two. Sure. And I posted the predictions Tuesday night, and within a couple hours, I heard from folks that think I got it wrong. I didn't see this. Oh, it, it was right to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they just went straight to the source. Uh, and told me I was wrong. See, usually face. people come to me to talk behind your back. Yeah, and I'm I like you. I like that as a filter, keeps my mind you know free. Uh, but yeah, so I went. We'll cut, go right to the final. I picked Hartford to beat BBA, uh, the one seed over the three seed. Okay, what's the the issue here? I heard some folks that think BBA is still the best team in D two. But they end up with the three seed. And I'm looking, I'm trying to parse the results. And, you know, the only thing Hartford really did wrong, they had, uh, I mean, they lost twice of two of their four losses are to North Country, which is the five seed. But then you, you start getting into the bracket and the five seed, or I'm sorry, the four seed is North Country. They've lost to the five seed, which is Milton. And Milton's played Burr and Burton tough. And so. You just, like you, it, it's sort of the same thing that happens at D two hockey most years, where like everybody just sort of has an off night, and it makes everybody look really equal. 
And so, I mean, unless you're on the ice for all of those, it's re- you've been there. It's just so hard to figure well, out. Well, I mean, like D2, the, the teams are so spread out across the state. You go you go somewhere for an 8, eight o'clock game on a Saturday night. I mean, that's long drive or whatever. I mean, or on that, a Wednesday night after or on a, a full day night. of school. Exactly. So, uh, And, and the, just the nature of the game at that level where it's more two-line teams mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, if it, it can just sort of get out of control. Yeah, bit. and you, you can be missing a key player or two. You don't yeah. even know about it. At least from right. our perspective, and yeah, then, and like oh, that that result looked weird. Why why was that? Right. So anyway, yeah, D two. I have uh, Hartford over BBA in the final would be the if if it happens would be the sixth time Hartford wins the uh, D two hockey championship. Uh, the other two semifinals, uh, I got Hartford beating Milton to get there, and I have BBA beating Harwood to get there. Um, also, I I really didn't have. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I really didn't have a big upset. Uh, the biggest upset in that bracket would be Milton over North Country in the quarters. Uh, Yellow Jackets would have to go up there to the Ice House at Jay Peak. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I I think they've done it once. They'll do it again. Sure. It's not that far from Milton. No, no. Ro- Trevor Wagar has got some, some road warriors there yeah. at, at Milton. Um, D2, that, was, that, that does D2. D1. This is a good year for D1. Yeah. If you, if you like the uh, the parody and you like, you know, yeah. a little bit of an unknown. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, it was, cause, okay. Yeah. Like, like let's talk parody because last year it looked pretty much like it was going to be Essex and BFA. And it was Essex and BFA. Yeah. Uh, the year before that, Essex and South Burlington got there. Essex looked like that team all year. Yep. And then they, like, they, it, I think they were, they finished 19 1 and 3. So they, I mean, they were 16-1 and 3 after a season that everybody thought was going to be real really like wide open they just came out on top this year i think there's four teams that can win it like you were talking about with the girls mm-hmm. game uh you got the top two teams two horse race for the top of the top of the league all year between BFA and Spalding Spalding came out with the one seed BFA's the two BFA hasn't lost in like 2 months yeah, that's, um, that's and Spalding hasn't lost in like a month, and they they can both score goals in bunches, uh, balanced. You know, it, I I thought Spalding before the season was one of those teams that would be in the mix right away, uh, as I would with with CVU, who's another team I think capable of doing it. They're the uh, the three seed. So, but anyway, Spalding and BFA, they've played three times already this year. Goal differential is zero. <laughs> they each have a 2-1 win, and then they tied 1-1. So that tells you how close those teams are. The third and fourth team in the bracket, CVU, they were flying high early in the year. Then they went eight games, getting one win in eight games. Like They, they dealt with some injuries, and now they're finally healthy. They come in. They, they, st- they stole the three-seed ahead of Essex with a tiebreaker. And then Essex, I think, is the other team, maybe a dark horse uh, that can get in there uh, and, and make some noise, which would be sort of crazy. All the turnover they've had since last year with, I mean, they lost the goalie, Eric Short, who got them to the last three championships, mm-hmm. which is, that's rare. I mean, we, we both know that's pretty rare. It is. Uh, but I think, you know, they had a tough first half. They sort of grew up on the fly and had a much better second half. So I think, I think they're in the mix as well. Now I'm going to take a pause for a little drink of water. 
you earned it. Thank it's you. Hockey talk. Thank you. You know, yeah. I mean, I, and, I can, a quick um, shout out with Spalding too. That's it's the school record for wins in the season. Uh, or the most wins since when? Since seventy three. That's. I mean, and I they, think they won that year too, right? Uh, I think so, but don't hold me to it. I'm gonna say they did. Okay, you, you're so so sure. confident. Yeah, so confident. I can see the banner now. Okay, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the BOR. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I got all four of those teams in the semifinals, and. In the final, I have uh, Spalding versus BFA. I gave the nod to the Tide. It's their year. I think it is. It's their year. I, I think the Tide's going to wash through uh, <laughs> Gutterson and, uh, yeah, take that tr- trophy back to Barry. School that hasn't had a trophy in a while, as we've talked about in the past. Was it the boys' hockey title from 2010? Yeah, I think that's, that's it. Is that the last one? Or... Um, Oh no! Girls basketball won in '09, I believe. Okay, but so. it's been a few years for that school. Yeah. Um, and these are guys, you know, Denver Heath, Brad Romeo. Uh, they've been in the mix. They've been sort of building to this as well for a couple years. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I'm giving them the nod. There. That's that's fair. I, I, don't, I, I don't see. I mean, I know it's chalk, but it's I can't. Okay. Well, I I can't wait to see Toby Ducalon too. Have <laughs> hear what he BFA coach Toby Ducalon, former BFA and UVM star. I, I can't wait to have him give me a little uh, little guff for picking against his Bob Whites. Probably make his job easier. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um, so okay. That does it for hockey. We got it all. We got it all. I didn't forget anything. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, and for so folks know, hockey schedule, it's real cramped. They started today. Or Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Playdowns Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we get to the quarters. Then they got to do the semis Monday, Tuesday, because the girls' championship doubleheader is Wednesday at Gutterson Fieldhouse, uh, March 8th. And the boys' doubleheader is the next day, March 9th at Gutterson. Uh, you put it best in your um, in your primer. Yeah. From a marathon season to a full-out sprint. Yeah. If if any of those play-down teams make it, they're playing four games in nine days. So. I don't think the kids care. They want to play hockey. No, it's hockey, yeah. yeah. Playoff season, baby. Okay, so uh, let's take another quick break, come back, and finish up with, uh, as promised, some UVM men's hoops. Okay, Alex. Now it's time to talk about the hottest team in college basketball. You could say that and be right. We can say it and be right. There's no more couching it. It's not the second longest streak in America anymore. And we were both there at Patrick Jim on Saturday. It sounded a little bit like this. So in case people forgot what a sellout at UVM <laughs> sounded like, that's it. <laughs> Even gives a goosebump sitting on the uh, on press row. I know. Right? I, the energy in the in the in the building. Oh, that old room! That old room gets rocking <laughs> when you get about three thousand people in there. 
Uh, and that was from Saturday's game against Stony Brook, which uh, had a whole lot of stuff wrapped up in it, Alex. A lot of stuff. It's a mouthful. <laughs> you, you so are, take, why don't you take another stab rattling it off? <laughs> so I, it's... You're cracking me up here at twelve past twelve thirty. Yeah, we just found out that they turned the heat on in the building at twelve, so it's been getting progressively is on. hotter. <laughs> so UVM set a program record for wins in a season, and they haven't even gotten to the conference tournament yet. They're twenty six and five. They, of course, the big thing though from Saturday was they completed the regular season, the league season at sixteen and zero, the first team in conference history to do so. The third team to go, the third team to go undefeated in conference history. The last team was. Delaware back in 91 92 when they went 14 and 0 and the old blue hens yep and and, that, and back then the conference wasn't even the America East it was called um, North Atlantic mm-hmm. and then Vermont ran its winning streak to 18 in a row and later later that night on Saturday into Sunday you and I uh, after work uh, playing some FIFA decided to turn on ESPN yeah and, and, and then lo and behold Gonzaga goes down to BYU BYU who BYU <laughs> Yeah, that was that was wild to watch. That was like all in one day. It couldn't have been any any more neatly packaged. Did we miss anything from from their accomplishments on Saturday? Oh, I don't know. Probably, but <laughs> they've done a lot. Well, and on Monday, of course, they swept the major awards: Treble Haynes Player of the Year, Becker Coach of the Year, Anthony Lamb Rookie of the Year, Darren Payne Sixth Man of the Year, and then Dre Wills Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. That's a, that's quite the haul. I, I bonanza, yeah, bonanza, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that, bonanza. So you know, in, in Catamount world, everything's all right. Everything's good right now. Okay, uh, and so that was. I mean, it's really sort of crescendoed here in the last week, maybe two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Albany game before Stony Brook was the first sellout of the season. First in three years. First in several seasons, sorry. And then, you know, I, I think we all knew at that point that Saturday was going to be a sellout, too. Well, yeah. So I, I did that story, right. like the buzz surrounding the team on Tuesday for Wednesday's paper leading up to the Albany game. No one read it. <laughs> I'm not going to rehash the whole story. <laughs> I'm getting to something here. Okay. So, as you remember, my, my lead <laughs> was about how the Stony Brook game had already sold out. Right. And the Albany game was was close to that point. Okay, yeah, you're jogging my memory. Okay, so, yeah. so, <laughs> so the the buzz is there for the team. Now you're getting me off point. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, what was your question? Did I have one? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, like this is finally, I think, and, and I guess the, the the student support had been building as well over the last month. Sure. Uh, yeah. During league play, but. Really, to get that whole sensation of, as we just heard, you know, Patrick Jim at full throat, uh, really just hanging on every play. You can hear it like there's an offensive rebound and it crescendos and then it lulls and the shot goes up and it lulls and then the the building just explodes, Uh, which is if anyone's if if folks haven't been there for for that, it's totally worth going. Uh, It's worth the. the crampy seats. And, you're you're uh, up and there. The, and the, yeah, you've been up there twenty times this year, fifteen times this year. Anyway, doesn't get old. I mean, no, that's it's, it's one of the fun parts of the job. It's, it's unique. Not many places like it when you when it gets packed. Yeah. So what's up next for the Catamounts? So setting the stage here, they they host number eight Maine in the quarterfinals Wednesday night at seven, 
and that game looks like it's sold out as well. And that, mm-hmm. I think if any of the games that they played moving forward in the playoffs at home, if one wasn't going to sell out, we thought maybe this one might might be because of the opponent. Yeah. Um, Maine is just, they're 7-24. and 24. Vermont should handle them pretty well, but obviously they have to take care of business at home on, on Wednesday. With, and Granted, Maine without their leading scorer, uh, ugly incident up in Orono, uh, allegedly punched a teammate, broke his jaw. Uh, sounded then, like an altercation over music in the locker room. And then they tried to like initially try to cover it up, which uh, led to the suspension of five players, yeah. including uh, the leading scorer, Wes Myers. So he will not be playing in the game to so one, on Wednesday. That would be an incredible upset if, if Maine beat UVM. Yeah. All things considered. <laughs> yeah. And Vermont has not lost as the one versus the eight, I believe, in their in their conference history. Yeah. Okay, so after so after if they get through Maine, if they get through Maine. They'll, they'll host the semis on on Monday night, and that will be depend because they reseed in the in the America East playoffs. So we don't know exactly who they would play, but chances are they would play the winner of UNBC New Hampshire. Okay, for the four or five matchup. The only way that does not happen is if Hartford upsets Albany, which they did last year. Yep. Um, in the seven two game, or if or, I'm sorry, that's not the seven in the um. In the six-three game, and then, um, or if Binghamton as the seven seed upsets Stony Brook as the two seed, okay, that was that's where the the four-five would not go to um, to Vermont, right, in the semifinal matchup there. Okay, uh, and then if folks want to plan ahead after the semifinal on Monday, championship game would be at Patrick Jim if UVM gets through it. Uh, it would be at Patrick Jim on March eleventh. And an early start for you. Ele- very early. 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Very early. Ag- so against my will, but, you know, I'm, I'm a game day sort of player. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll get up for that. Okay. Uh, so I think we've about we've about done it, haven't we, Alex? Have we missed anything with UVM basketball? No, they're on a roll. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, driving, I, I'm driving the bus here. you got to tell me where I, we're I think, going. You know, the mission, uh, as, it's kind of cliched, but, like, the whole mission about you know, making up for last year, that, that loss still sticking with them and kind of motivating them. And all these records that we've been talking about for the last three weeks or so, the, the 16-0, and 0, all that stuff. The, now they have two votes in the top 25. A second person has come forward to vote for them. I don't know who that is right now. but <laughs> <laughs> So they're gaining a second brave soul. <laughs> <A> second. <laughs> no, but like, so all this attention, uh, it's great and everything. And the players said it after the Stony Brook game, like it would, pretty much mean for not like the 16 and 0 and everything if they don't get it done and win these next three games at home to advance to the NCAA tournament okay and so I guess maybe I have a question we can go out on here yeah uh buddy of mine's been picking my brain where would this team rank where does it rank now and like where would you think it ranks in UVM basketball lore if they don't make the tournament if they, oh man that's a tough question. You want, you want me to unpack it a little bit here for no, you? No, no. Well, I mean, I don't think they can, even though they've eclipsed some of these 0405 records yeah. uh, a little bit, like that team, like we, we don't want to, I mean, that team is great and hallowed for a reason. Yeah. Like it's it's going to take, this team is going to take them doing something really special if they get to March Madness and they win one to two games. I think that would be the point where you could start talking about who is the better team. Okay. I mean, you're talking about Brennan. You're talking about Copperath. I mean, Copperath is, is beloved. He's a Vermont native. 
and you talk about talk about Sorrentine and the shot from the parking lot, like the, all that stuff mixed in. Brennan's last season, they were seniors, yeah. like, and it's the it was their first one, their first win in the NCAA tournament right. after three three titles in a row. Right. Like this group, that's the thing with this group; they haven't been there yet. They haven't won uh, their their league yet. Yeah. So I don't like it's hard. Like regular season wise, we could talk about like this might be their best season of all time, and just look at the wins and look at the the winning streak and everything like that. Sixteen and zero. But I don't think they're at that level yet where we can start putting them up there with the 04 or 05. Because so, that team, look what that team did. Yeah. So the question my buddy had, and we conversation we had back and forth, UVM this year, at this point, are they locked into maybe second best team ever at UVM? That's a fair argument. I, okay. I think we could we could work we could talk about that. And then if they win a game. If they if they get to the dance, they win a game, then they're in that that then we're having a discussion. Yeah, we uh, are just because they would have won twenty two games in a row at that point, <laughs> uh, which sounds completely preposterous to say, but that it could be reality at that point. Um, they would have matched the, the NCAA tournament win. The, the record would blow 0405 out of the water although they play they do play more games now yep but uh which is so it's a little bit misleading but so i, I guess we still got some more games to play huh we do okay can't wait to cover them. okay uh, is it bedtime yet what is it we're pushing 1 a.m time to go home yeah i gotta get up the kids are gonna be up soon i got like yeah 10 o'clock comes early <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, folks can uh, follow us on Twitter. Alex is at aabrami 5 I'm at EA Danforth. Uh, we're going to be just inundated with high school playoff coverage, UVM hoops coverage. Ted Ryan's got UVM hockey coverage coming up, Hockey East playoffs. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a busy time of year. Uh, we love it, and we'll be back uh, next week to see how it all plays out. Till then, Alex. All right, let's go. Okay, let's go home.